This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. On today's episode, I am speaking with Dr. Aliyah Visserum, who is a chiropractor and acupuncturist. Just as a side note, she saved my neck during quarantine. It was right around when, you know, chiropractor offices started opening up if they were able to follow the COVID guidelines. And so her office was seeing patients and she freaking fixed my neck. This episode is all about injuries that you might get during pregnancy or in early postpartum. But let's be honest, my child is almost two years old and quarantine gave me some friggin' injuries. Constantly looking down, reading him books, my neck couldn't handle it. But similar to when you have a newborn at home, even though you're in pain, you can't stop doing these motions. Like you just have to do it and you suffer in pain. So the point of this episode is hopefully for you to realize that you can have these pains, but there are people who can fix these for you. And I mean like fix them quick. Like you go into the office for 30, 45 minutes and you walk out pain-free. I experienced this a couple times in pregnancy and, you know, the first couple months of postpartum. My friend happened to be a chiropractor where we lived and she freaking fixed me so quickly. And that's the overall message of this episode. You're going to have these pains and people can fix it for you. And you know what? Even if it's relief for a couple weeks, the pain might come back because as I said, you're taking care of a baby. You need to do these motions. They will fix it for you again and again and again. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'm sure you're going to be looking up chiropractors in your area as soon as it's done. Keep in mind, obviously, it's important to see a chiropractor that specializes in pregnancy and postpartum health if that's where you're at right now in your life. Dr. Aliyah is in Toronto and hope you enjoy this episode. So I'm chatting today with Dr. Aliyah Visram. She is a chiropractor and an acupuncturist at WellB in Toronto. First, I just wanted to start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself. So your family, your clinic, uh, what kind of patients you treat? Um, yeah, so I'm a chiropractor. I also practice acupuncture. Um, I specialize in like 
prenatal and postnatal care. Um, I also treat kids as well, like babies as little as zero. So I got trained as a sports chiro, actually. Like when I went to school, I was like 100% doing sports. I loved kind of like working out and fitness and treating athletes. And then I moved to Australia after I graduated. And so when I moved, I started practicing with um, this Australian woman who basically saw kids and prenatal women. And so I went sports injuries out the window and then kind of fell into this kind of line of work. I feel like prenatal moms are actually pretty amazing. Just from messages that I've received from people and my own experience, I feel like injuries or like aches and pains, like problems that you have during pregnancy or during postpartum, when they can be treated by a chiropractor, it's like you walk into the office and you leave with so much relief. I feel like some people are afraid, you know, especially if they're pregnant, maybe not so much in the postpartum, but they're afraid to go see a chiropractor if they're not maybe educated in what they do for treatment. Because I think people have this preconceived notion that chiropractors you just go in there lay on the table and they aggressively like crack your bones and so people are afraid of that when they're pregnant especially so I was wondering if you could speak just a little bit about um, chiropractic care for pregnant women and how it's important to maybe find someone like you who specializes in that area yeah that's a great point and a really good question so pregnant chiropractic care or like prenatal chiropractic care um, is so different than regular care. We, like chiropractors who treat pregnancy are specially trained. So they receive extra education in treating women who are growing babies, essentially. And so, you know, I can totally understand the hesitation because it is like, if you can think back to like the first trimester, it's so uncertain, right? Like you just don't know what's going on. Like you're scared. You might, you might've had a miscarriage before you might've had losses before. Um, and so you just, you're really trying to be, you're trying to establish some sort of certainty around this baby. And so a lot of women are hesitant to do anything that might disrupt, um, something that's, that's kind of growing. Um, so in terms of where Kairos come in is we actually, when people don't know is we actually can help because what we do is we open up space. We open up the pelvis a little bit more so that the baby has a really great environment to grow and to really um, flourish. So um, some of the things that chiropractors kind of really focus on in the prenatal period is one, um, just trying to make sure there's no tightness or restrictions in the pelvis, the back, um, you know, the hips. Um, we try to ensure as much as we possibly can that um, the pregnant person is feeling like connected to baby and that like they're able to figure out, okay, well, what positions are really good for me? What can I do to help myself have a better, healthier pregnancy? And then there are just like, just the common like aches and pains that women get, which are things like pubic bone pain, rib pain, wrist pain. And so we take care of, we can kind of help alleviate and relieve all of those symptoms as well. Right. So important. And so I guess we'll start talking about some of the common issues or injuries. So first we'll uh, talk about during pregnancy. 
So what would you say are some of the common issues uh, or aches and pains that you see, or just it could be any reason that you see women when they're pregnant? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Quick question. Did you have any prenatal aches and pains? I had, so I had a really good pregnancy and like, I loved being pregnant. If I could, if that, if I was younger and it was okay to be a surrogate and get paid in Canada, like I feel like I would do that (laughs) and I would be kick ass at it because I loved being pregnant. I did yoga all the time. I didn't really have that much sickness. I was a little bit nauseous, but I only had, I think, 24 hours of being really sick. And other than that, I remember throwing out my back, my lower back specifically, just by one day, and this was late in my pregnancy, one day bending over to lift the toilet seat up. Mm -hmm. And like my lower back just like shifted. And I was so lucky to have a friend who was also like nearing the end of her pregnancy, but she was a chiropractor where I was living. And I went and saw her and she instantly fixed it. Mm -hmm. Like, instantly. And I remember being a little bit nervous to go be adjusted or have treatment like that late in my pregnancy. But I felt comfortable, obviously, because it was my friend and she was pregnant as well and she's trained. And so anyways, it worked out really well for me. And so I think that was the only thing I had during pregnancy, but I had a few things happen in the postpartum and I went to see her for those things as well. Um, but yeah, we can talk about those, uh, when we talk about the postpartum stuff, but yeah, so only really my lower back. Okay. So that's so interesting because that is exactly, that is very common what you described. So that kind of leads me to the issues that most, um, people who are pregnant have are usually lower back pain. So I'd say like 80% of people who are pregnant will have lower back pain. Um, Then the second most common is pelvic girdle pain, which is actually different than lower back pain. It's like lower into your pelvis. It sometimes includes like your pubic bone. Um, It kind of gets a little bit deeper into your groin. We call that like um, symphysis pubis dysfunction or SPD. And then I would say after that, it really, it varies. It's like some women suffer from rib pain. Some women suffer from wrist pain. Some women have leg cramps. Like, But those two, like lower back and pelvis, are like the big ones. And it's kind of exactly what you said, where you're like, ooh, yay, I'm having this great pregnancy. Like, look at me. And then, boom, all of a sudden, what happens is your core strength goes like do-do-do out the window. And your body is just like, wait, what? Like, I have no strength. Like, where did that go? All of a sudden... If you're not consciously engaging, um, then that's when the lower back pain sets in. Um, So that's kind of where I see patients come in is when something set them off. And then, of course, you have, you know, pregnant patients that have had past injuries, right? So like if you've had issues with your back in the past and then like, oh, it's all good. And then you're pregnant and you have the same issues. That's very, very common because it's like, the pregnancy almost brings out those weaknesses 
in your body. Right. So like people who have had knee pain before and then they're like, oh, my knee pain's better. And then boom, they're pregnant. They'll be like, oh, my knee pain. Like what's going on? So generally speaking, I would say lower back pain, pelvic pain, and then like a whole mishmash of other things that might come up. I had a couple friends actually recently that had babies who had like severe pubic uh, pain that you described. And for me, I didn't have that till anyways, we'll talk about that after my own issues. (laughs) Doesn't a lot of it have to do with what I heard was that your bones and kind of like your structures are expanding to kind of get ready to give birth to a baby. So your your bones, I guess, would be able to move more so because your muscles and ligaments and everything are loosening to prepare? Yeah. So like kind of like that, but not really like that. So let's clear up a couple of things that you just said. So um, do your bones move and shift? Yeah, totally. Do they like totally expand to like open up this huge place? No, not really. Like, so, (laughs) um, but what happens is the hormones that elevate in your body in the first trimester, right? That's when like all the hormones start changing. Those hormones, it's called relaxin. Everyone has heard of relaxin. That hormone affects ligaments, not necessarily muscles. So you're not, your muscles aren't doing anything. What they're doing is they're compensating for the lack of like structure, the lack of holding together that your ligaments are providing. So when I tell patients that come in, like what's going on? It's not because it's like, whoa, it's opening. You see this like massive pelvis, like break apart. It's not like that at all. It's like there are small little shifts, tiny, like literally 0.2 degrees of a shift, but that's enough for your muscles to be like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Why am I all of a sudden feeling really weird? I'm going to really get really tight and try to turn on so that I can support this woman while she goes through pregnancy. And that's where a lot of the pain comes from is that imbalance that happens right then layer on top of that like your biomechanics are totally off you've all of a sudden like growing this this baby in your belly and you're like whoa my center of gravity is off so I'm gonna like compensate by like really kind of sitting back on my heels and that's where you get the waddle that's where you get the pregnancy posture and so all of those things combined with the lack of core strength are where you're gonna see things like pubic symphysis dysfunction. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Is there anything, first of all, that women can do to prevent these kinds of injuries from happening? Or if they do happen, what would be the treatment for it? So we'll start with like the the pubic um, issue. Okay, yes. So with pubic, with symphysis pubis dysfunction or the pubic bone kind of pain, we can call it, um, things to prevent it would be really to stay on your exercise routine. So I feel like a big common misconception is that like all of a sudden I'm pregnant, I got to stop everything I'm doing and like maybe I just do some gentle stretching. No, if you were doing bar right before you were pregnant continue doing bar like it's it's gonna make a difference to how you feel specifically especially your pelvis and your pubic bone so i always say like yes prevention is key keep strengthening your body keep and if you haven't been strengthening your body and you're pregnant you got to strengthen your body you got to do some exercise you got to move your body through a range of motion you got to keep even if it's like going for a walk as little as going for a walk or maybe you're riding your bike or maybe you're swimming like those types of things then when it happens and if it happens then yeah there's so many things that you can do one of them is specific exercises that we prescribe Um, another one is getting your back adjusted or getting your back treated by like your healthcare provider, whether it's your chiro or your physio or your massage therapist or your osteopath. Um, And then the final thing is, is a lot of times we feel this pain and then we just like stop and we're like, okay, I just have to get through it. That's kind of the worst thing we can do. We have to like, we have to continue working at it and opening it and trying our best to kind of relieve those symptoms. And so, you know, for let's talk about symphysis pubis dysfunction. 
it can be as easy as exercising, but sometimes it takes a little bit more and maybe we do a little bit more taping. We do, we sometimes use athletic tape, or maybe we give you a belt to use to kind of keep everything together. Maybe we change up kind of your sleeping pattern. So just like all of these things will help. Right. I think that's where I was lucky because I was doing really intense yoga, hot yoga, super often. And I consistently did it for a couple years before I got pregnant. And then I continued doing it while I was pregnant. And so that probably helped me a lot. And then once I was pregnant, I added on prenatal yoga, which did all like the hip opening and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But okay, so and then I guess it would be the same kind of prevention and treatment for low back pain as well. Totally. So like with lower back pain, it's the same kind of deal. Um, You know, continuing exercise program. And if you talk to like any pelvic health physiotherapist, they're going to say the same thing, like keep working out, continue your regular exercise routine. Specifically for lower back pain, it is a, like core engagement. You know, I think we get pregnant and then we're like, oh yeah, okay, bye-bye core. Like we'll never see you again until after, but it's not like that. If you can continue engaging your core, whether or not you see a baby hanging out there in front of your core or not, that's something. But, and I find like for lower back pain, that's what we do. We're like, okay, like now it's time to engage your core. You forgot to engage your core this whole time, but like, let's get you back on track and let's get you really kind of being aware of how you're um, turning on your muscles. I always say when people who are trying to get pregnant, my number one thing is like, go work out your back and your core. Even in the postpartum, you are using your body in such a different way that it tends to create back pain, neck pain. And I'm sure I was already pretty strong and I still had back pain like from, you know, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, like being hunched over. So definitely your back and your core, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, go uh, work that out for sure. So that leads us nicely into the postpartum uh, common injuries or aches and pains. So what do you find that you're seeing a lot of? Um, So this may take you by surprise. Maybe not because I feel like you had this, but um, upper back neck tension. Yes. That is number one. Weirdly, I think a lot of women were like, oh, my back, maybe it's my my pelvis, but it's actually no. Um, The most common thing I see walking through my clinic is upper back and neck tension. Um, And I know you know that quite well. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's like, you also have like a really long neck, Renee. Yes. She told me this. She was like, oh, look at this neck. Yes, I remember this. Your neck is like, I remember your neck. It was like, wait, how many vertebrae do you have in this neck? Is there like an extra one? I forgot to tell you I'm like a super uh, human. understand it. Uh, so it's upper back and neck tension. That's number one from, you know, feeding. It doesn't matter breastfeeding, feeding, anything, holding a baby. And then yeah, you're hunched over. You're hunched over. And then after that is wrist pain. That's like a, a big one. Um, and then is lower back pain. So wrist pain, again, from like feeding, from holding a baby, from consistently, like if you're breastfeeding, like compressions, right? Like trying to get the milk out. Um, And then just literally just constantly using your hands for things. Yeah, I, so I had definitely the neck and back pain. I had really bad when Milo was about three months old, I would hold him in such a way that my hand was really bent funny. And 
I, even though I knew it in my head that that is what was causing my pain, I could not carry him any other way. Like that's just how I did it. And I went to see my friend for that. It was almost like the muscles at the base of my thumb, but like into my wrist. Oh, is that yes. is that where you're seeing it? Or is it more so like on the back of the wrist? Like it's mother's wrist. It's exactly where you said. It's like the base of the thumb that goes into the like the back part of the wrist and it's overuse. It's called, it actually is called mother's wrist. There's like a fancy name for it. It's called Dequera veins, but it is called mother's wrist or mother's thumb. Yeah. And I remember my friend, And when I saw her for that, she did like a deep tissue kind of massage and it hurt so bad. But the next day it was gone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's amazing. You can have these issues, walk in, do your appointment, and then you're totally relieved of the pain. Oh, my gosh. And then you go back and injure it again. But that's totally fine. Like it's it's overused. So like in my practice, I'm like, okay, listen, we're going to treat this. Um, and we're going to help you get through it. But inevitably, you're going to be carrying a bucket seat or you're going to be breastfeeding or you're going to be carrying a baby. So like it will come back. But the reason it comes back is also you're tired and you don't have time to like do your wrist stretching exercises. And it's not like it can be like, okay, Renee, you now you're not going to lift Milo and you're going to let it rest. You're going to be like, actually, I have to feed my baby. So these things kind of in the postpartum period, it's it's tougher to get get them fixed. It's tougher, but I would say it's not forever. It's, and I always tell like my patients, I'm like, it's not a forever thing. It's a for right now thing. Um, and then eventually it, it just gets better and it disappears. It's just like, boom, it's gone. Um, so, and it's not like you can really, you can do stretches and stuff like that, but like you said, you're so busy and overwhelmed in the postpartum period that you're just going to do whatever's the most comfortable in the moment and what you're used to doing. So Yeah, I like how you said it's temporary and yeah, go see someone and get it treated and have relief for a couple weeks or whatever it is. I think I also had, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a mom come in with, I don't know if it's like tennis elbow, like that tendon in the elbow. Yeah, from the same kind of thing. Yeah, totally. It starts in the wrist and then it sometimes moves to the elbow or it like comes in the elbow and then it moves to the wrist and it like ping pongs back and forth. And it's all connected. Totally. And it's actually connected to your shoulder as well. So imagine like, imagine like lifting a baby consistently and piking up that shoulder. And we all do it as moms is like that, that shelving, like we shelf our babies on our hips. So like our elbows are kind of outstretched and we're supporting the baby's weight with our elbow. And so you're going to see that kind of, I mean, God, poor moms, don't you? Like we're talking about this and I'm like, damn moms. Like I I know I'm literally listening to this and I'm like, okay, I need to go see you again. (laughs) Like I would like everything. I would like all my, my ailments fixed right now. (laughs) We can totally do that. We'll we'll need an hour with you. We'll need like a whole day to get you all done in your neck. Um, The thing is with postpartum and um, for moms is making the time to take care of themselves. And that's where we see a lot of times things slip through the cracks. Um, So you're, you have a new baby, Um, you're not sleeping, you may have another toddler at home or another baby at home. And so it's really hard to make the time to do self-care. And, and that's, that sucks because you need it, but it's hard. You put yourself on the back burner and that's what we see. That's what I see in practice all the time. Yeah. And what drives me insane. And I always say this is 
Things like this should just be built into our standard of care for women. During pregnancy, in the postpartum, this kind of thing should just be readily available and the norm of of what we do. But instead, it's like you see your OB or your midwife at six weeks postpartum and, you know, if you don't have something drastically wrong with you, like organs falling out of your vagina, then you're fine and go be on your way. Yeah. And it really sucks because don't you find like after you've had the baby, it's like, okay, what's going on with the baby? Like, what's happening? Let let me measure his head every two days. Let me like... You know, break yeah. him and do all this stuff. But like, um, oh yeah, you're the one that had the baby. You actually carried the baby for nine months, but you're fine. You're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Like, but let's talk about the baby. And that you're right. And also, like this whole six week check in thing, so arbitrary. <sighs> so like, who came up with that? Like, who came up with like, yeah, we're gonna check you in six weeks. What? Why not check me now? Check me like right after, and then keep checking me to yeah. make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Oh my God, I could go on and on about this, but like the mental health stuff, but physical stuff, especially so many women. Well, and I know this because my husband's a urologist, as you know. And so he's the one, especially when it comes to like pelvic floor issues, he's the one that sees people later in life who have never taken time to be treated properly or go see a pelvic floor physio. And they've just been suffering their whole life with whatever like urinary issues or whatever it might be. And then they want to go to him for surgery. This all could have been, you know, like you shouldn't have been living your life with all these issues. Totally. And and, um, the one thing about um, postpartum in terms of women is that um, it sets them up like what they do in the postpartum period sets them up for like uh, either their next baby or their life. This isn't something that goes away really easily. Like all of this stuff is setting them up for their rest of their life and or their next baby so it's like so important to to really um take care of yourself in that in that time frame and i tell patients all the time like for chiro like or physio or whoever pelvic health physio i think has standards where you have to wait the six weeks to go see a pelvic health physio but for chiro i'm just like just come in come in whenever come in like next day come in I, on the way back from the hospital, like I don't, it, it's com- whatever's comfortable for you and will help manage and get rid of those symptoms that you're experiencing. Because if I can do something for you, then that's something, right? Like if I can get rid of your neck tension from the fact that you were pushing and straining for this whole time or you were breastfeeding overnight. Oh my God. That was right? so, I felt like I was run over by a truck. Like I, it's crazy. My entire back was in so much pain from pushing so hard. I couldn't believe it, but it makes sense. Obviously, you just pushed a freaking human out of your body. Yeah, so painful. Oh my gosh. Yes, that and like for me, it was like my legs, like my adductors, like all of my leg muscles felt like I had run a marathon twice. I was like, I don't understand. I can't even stand up because my legs have been so tense and held up right in front of me for so long as I was pushing that I was like, oh my God, like I can't even... I can't even stand up on these legs right now. So yeah, 100%. Let's talk about like, that's the other thing is like the trauma of birth in your body. That's a something for sure. It's a something. Yes. And I 
I was going to ask you about this. So we were talking about the pubic issues during pregnancy, but for me, I never had Mm. any of that during pregnancy, but I find even now, like today, if I, you know, like if I'm wearing socks on a slippery floor and I like shift in a certain way, it almost feels like I get like that, not like a shooting pain, but like a dull pain as if my pubic bone is trying to stretch out like it's trying to separate Mm -hmm. and so it makes me think that that's probably the kind of issues that people typically have in pregnancy but why do I have that now from pushing Milo out and so it like expanded yes so it's not that it's expanded it's just like your pelvis shifted a little bit and so your your body while you were pushing Milo out, it must have shifted a little bit. Maybe your tailbone tucked under and maybe your your right side of your pelvis kind of leaned forward a little bit. And what happened through all of that, like through the, like, because how old is Milo? Like he's two, I feel like, isn't he? He's almost two. Yeah. Yeah. So like for the last two years, Renee, you've just been compensating and holding like tension. Like you've literally just adapted your body to this muscular imbalance and you've basically just lived your life and so these little tweaks that come up for you like your pubic bone means that you actually aren't in the right alignment there might be some sort of weakness that you're holding on to still there might be something in your pelvis maybe there's something in your lower back maybe there's something in your pelvis because that I have to say to like a lot of women things are common but not normal so like what you're feeling is common right but a hundred percent not normal and we have to make that distinction for people Right. And I definitely, now that you say that, I've never been one to have lower back issues. And I find the last year or whatever it is, my lower back is always like, Mm -hmm. not like super painful, but it's just irritated and it's sore. I get such relief when I do lower back stretches and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's probably insanely tight is what it is. It probably is insanely tight and it probably needs to be strengthened a bit more um and and so that's what we do um here is we just we we teach women how to strengthen their core and there's so many like amazing resources out there for for that type of thing there's so many amazing programs and information where it really focuses on doing the right things and engaging the right way and we work really closely with like pelvic health physios and and other types of practitioners where we do do collaborative care to help you feel really good, like help you kind of come back to your alignment. The other thing I would say is um, it's common, but not normal for women to experience a shift in their alignment in the first two years after birth. So those first two years, you may want to sleep, continue sleeping with your snoogle or your boppy or your pregnancy pillow between your knees. You may want to continue like um, being really gentle when you get yourself out of bed or when you like sit in a car where you're not stretching your legs out. Let's just be honest and say like, the postpartum healing isn't like a nine month, boop, I'm back. Or like a, a six week, ooh, I'm back. It could take a long time to recover from giving birth. And we have to, we, I think we have to understand that it's not like, and it varies from person to person, totally. right? Yes, definitely varies for sure. So the last thing I was going to ask you to do is 
recommend three resources for moms. So it could be like for pregnancy, for postpartum, just anything that you think is helpful. It could be a podcast, a book, an Instagram account. Yeah. Amazing. It's funny. I know that you were going to ask me this and I like was writing them down and I came up with eight, but I'll, I'll give you my top three. I'll put your eight in the show notes though, so that everyone knows what they are. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So I'll give you my top three resources. So um, the one for pregnancy is um, they recently came out with, and I think that's why I want to give it to you right now is because it's really helpful in this pandemic is that pandemic pregnancy guide. Um, it's an Instagram account right now. It's put together by some of the, some amazing doctors at St. Michael's hospital. So it's called um, at pandemic pregnancy guide. It's on Instagram. Um, okay. So that's for pregnancy. The second one is for postpartum. Um, and so a really good one for postpartum is um, for exercises and things like that is the Instagram account from Nikki. Um, I can't remember her last name, but um, she's from the bell method. So it's at the bell method. And again, like you'll link these so people will know, but if you look her up online, she's got some amazing information about postpartum, um, how you're feeling and some exercises. And then the final resource I have is more for mental health. And it's this book that I love that our social worker introduced me to. It's called good moms have scary thoughts. Have you read oh, it? Nice. No, but I'm so interested. You need to read it. Oh my gosh. It is literally wish I had this for my first pregnancy or my per- first baby, but it's called Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts. And it really just normalizes all of the things that you feel where you're like, holy shit, did I just really think that? And it's like, yeah, actually you did because this is why. And you're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> feel so much better. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm I'm going to order this book because it sounds like something that I would love for sure. Um, yeah. So thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I want to say like, thank you for being one kick-ass mom, one on TikTok and two starting this podcast and two, thank you for standing up for us moms, the moms that are like that girl on TikTok late at night and the moms that like send their kids to daycare and want to have lives outside of our kiddos and the ones that don't want visitors after we come home from the hospital. Like, thanks for standing up for us because I feel like you, that's what you've been doing and I love it. And so keep doing it. Keep doing it. Thank you. I know. See, like I always say to people, like I put out these things that I feel and, you know, that I'm going through And it really helps other people to see that I'm going through it. But at the same time, when everyone is messaging me being like, oh, my God, me too, me too, me too, that helps me as well, right? So it's like a two-sided, it goes both ways. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to get information out to people who need it. Yes, keep doing it and, like, just know that you've got a whole, like, army full of moms behind you. So, you're very well supported. <laughs> totally. I can I can tell from my uh, TikTok comments. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That last one. I was like, oh my God, Renee, I'm so glad that you said something. Because if you didn't, I would have. And that would have been a whole thing. So, um, yeah. I know. I have a video reply. And then everyone who follows me goes on attack. And I'm like, yeah, see, look what you did. Look what you did to yourself. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> I'm so funny. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go find a chiropractor in your area that specializes in pregnancy and postpartum. Just go see them. Go chit chat. Be like, yeah, this hurts. You know, sometimes I find it hurts when I do this, whatever, whatever. They're going to help you. They're going to 
probably give you relief on the spot and you're going to leave the office happier, better person. And not only that, you'll probably understand better why you have certain aches and pains and you'll be able to, you know, modify certain things that you're doing or do exercises at home to try and prevent it from happening again or to work towards strengthening whatever areas so that it's not a problem in the future. I have so many great podcasts lined up over the next few weeks. We're talking C-sections, we're talking poop, we're talking sex, we're talking sleep. Like, could there be a better group of topics? I don't think so. And as for the solo episodes, I'm not sure. I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants with those ones and whatever I'm inspired to talk about, I'll talk about. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. You can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at the.mom.room, and my blog is renearena.com. I have some exciting stuff coming up. I'm working on a t-shirt, which, you know, I get asked about t-shirts all the time, probably because that's all I wear. I am starting a mom community and I'm going to have more information about that coming up and how you can become a member. And we have the book club going at the.mom.room.bookclub. This month's book is How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. And September's book is Mom Truths by Kat and Nat. So if you're not already a book club member, just follow the Instagram account and you're in. Hope you guys have a good weekend. And that's it for me. I hope your children sleep tonight. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.